Terrence Boyd. I'm originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. Currently residing in Dallas, Texas. How y'all doing? I'm Justin Franklin, originally from Flint, Michigan. Now I'm here in Dallas, Texas as well. What's up, y'all? This your boy Charles again. Listen, we're here today with Becoming Men. Unfiltered. Unrestricted. And unrestrained. Hey, so I was uh, reading some research by the Barner Group. Um, and Barner's largest study ever um, had data that showed that half of U.S. ages 18 to 35, which is probably about 49% express anxiety over important decisions and were afraid to fail. I know last time we talked, we talked about mental health. Mm-hmm. And um, in talking after that, we was like, you know, what is our next topic going to be? And we really wanted to stick kind of with that mental health a little bit. Um, in men, we kind of struggle with the issue of mental health. Um, and we felt as though after our last conversation, we needed to go in a little more detail about some of those signs and symptoms of mental health issues. Um, Terrence, can you kind of speak to that a little bit? Yeah, so... You know, with men, especially, you know, black men, but with men especially, we show signs of mental health issues as far as anxiety, depression, anger, sadness, etc. a lot different than women, of course, like I said, especially black men from other cultures. So with men, you know, like, instead of it being like the variety of happy, sad, crying and stuff like that, a lot of men don't like the feeling of crying because it makes them feel weak. So we overly do it in anger. Um, even when you talk about something, somebody when they get as bad as say being suicidal, well, somebody could be suicidal. Like I know, like I talked in the last one about me having my times where I was. So I had too much pride to kill myself, right? And I cared about my parents too much to see them hurt. So I wouldn't physically do it. But if I went out and I flashed out at a party or something, I would be more inclined to flash now not caring what happened because at that point I didn't really care about what happened to me. Same thing with drinking. I wouldn't mind drinking a whole bottle of liquor and mixing it with pills because whatever happens, happens. I'm not doing it. If it happens, it's just, you know, whatever. So I think sometimes with men, um, people look at our signs and think, oh, he's just wild. He wrecks. He just don't care. No, he's, it's a cry for help for us. We just, we, we talk different. Mm. Justin, what do you think about that? So, as you're saying that, I'm trying to think of ways I hide what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the ways I do is I go on mute. Mm -hmm. My silence is not good. Mm -hmm. It's usually a sign that something is wrong. Like, my my, my family knows me very well. I'm very, I'm like talkative, whatever, with my family. So, when I kind of like, when they don't hear from me, they're like, something is wrong. Because I'm usually the one that calls and check on everybody. I'm usually the one to make that first phone call. Yeah. So if you so like my mom, I talk to my mom every day, and if I don't call, if I miss a day of calling, she call me. What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Nothing. I mean, maybe something, but I ain't gonna really. So you disengage. I kinda. disengage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna kind of take this for a spin a little no, bit. When I think of mental health uh, in men, I think of some of the things that we use as coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Um, Terrence kind of talked about on the last episode as well as a little bit here just a second ago. He alluded to it, um, his use of drugs and of alcohol. And I think we've all been there at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not alcohol, maybe not drugs, but in some uh, shape and form. I mean, man, I use cocaine mm-hmm. uh, when I when I was, you know, overseas, was supposed to get married and ended up not getting married. I ended up using coke. Uh, 
just as a coping mechanism for the night. Mm-hmm. It was a whirlwind. Mm-hmm. When I came back, my bank account felt that I was missing thousands of dollars mm-hmm. and didn't know where they went to. Wow. Um, but a lot of times, men pick up different coping mechanisms uh, to deal with their mental health challenges. Um, I oftentimes ask people, why do you like smoking marijuana? Why do you like drinking alcohol? Mm-hmm. Why do you like doing this or why do you like doing that? And most of the time, the response I get back is because I'm trying to forget something mm-hmm. or I'm trying to not feel anything this way for a moment mm-hmm. or simply because I just like feeling drunk. Mm-hmm. Drunk is not my current reality. Right. And it goes mm-hmm. back to the same reason our kids play video games that I talked oh, about the last time. It's that mm-hmm. escape from reality. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think men, we struggle a lot of times and then we try to cope with that struggle. By finding ways to escape our reality, mm-hmm. whether it be through sports, whether it be through drugs, whether it be through alcohol, whether it be through sex, whether it be through pursuit of money. You know, all of those things become Anything. addictions. And, and the crazy part is some of those things aren't bad that I name, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I live by this motto, too much of a good thing is still a bad thing. 100%. So um, what do y'all take on that? So... In my, you know, like I said, a lot of a lot of myself when you hear me talk, it's gonna be referred to football because God used football to, talk, to help me understand Him and a lot about life. Um, whenever I tore my, whenever I broke my patella and all that stuff the first time, no, not I tore my patella. Whenever I fractured my fibula and dislocated my ankle and stuff like that, right? Did that got surgery, and then I started doing rehab, right? And with rehab, you also have painkillers, and it kind of made me think. Sometimes we get caught up thinking that the painkiller is the rehab, because rehab sucks. Rehab is extremely painful. Rehab is mentally painful because you go from being able to run, jump, sprint, to you can't even go to the bathroom by yourself. You can't even stand up by yourself, right? Just the whole re-strengthening your muscles, tendons, fixing your Rehab is one of the toughest processes, and anybody who's ever had an injury like that, where they had to recover from anything, they know how bad rehab is, right? But then you look at painkillers, right? You look at hydrocodones, whatever they give you to deal with the pain, that just numbs everything, right? So a lot of times you got a lot of men out here who are hurt, broken, injured, needing rehab, but getting more hooked on the painkiller. Like you talked about with alcohol, so whenever I would drink, I would drink to the point to where I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't want to feel anything. I got tired of feeling everything. Right, so I would try to numb the pain with without with you know those right. deals. Right. It was a lot of time men, in general, people in general, we just kind of get caught up in you know, the numbing, numbing the pain instead of really fix. Because a lot of times when you at that point, you don't know the difference between you and hurting or you in rehab. Right. I mean, you don't really have nobody you know understanding. Like you said, I mean, mine was you know alcohol and stuff, but with gaming and all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. That's the same. It, it gives the same effect. Because mm-hmm. now you just engulfing yourself. I know people who just watch TV all day, all night, watch TV all day, all night because that helps them detach. It's the same yeah. concept. Yeah. So do you all think that, like, you should always have, like, a therapist on standby? Like, even if you're go- even if life is going good, mm-hmm. do you think you should have a therapist just to go to, just maybe, like, a every I have two, one. three months mm-hmm. just to check yeah. in? Somebody. You need somebody. Yeah. You need somebody. You know, men, a lot of times, we struggle with that mm-hmm. thought of going to therapy. Right. Um, a lot of times, we might try a counselor. Typically, our motives ain't pure when we try them. And so we go in, we get we, we have that conversation that first time with that counselor, that therapist, that psychiatrist. And then we feel like they think we're crazy. We never go back. 
It took me eight different counselor, mental health, mm-hmm. psychiatrist, therapists before I found the one that fit me. Um, it's like shoes. Mm-hmm. You can so you can go inside a shoe store and you see that shoe on the mannequin, and that shoe look fire on that mannequin. And then when you go try that shoe on for yourself, either there's something wrong with the shoe on the inside, your foot too wide, uh, the shoe doesn't look like it looked on the mannequin because on the mannequin, you know, they had stuffed the inside of it so you couldn't tell that the ends of the shoe was going to hurt your feet. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's how therapy is. It's not a one-size-fit-all type of deal or one-style-fit-all type of deal. You yeah. have to go and figure out what therapist can meet your actual need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember my mom put me in therapy back because um, I had like, daddy issues. Mm-hmm. And she put me in therapy. It was, I probably was like in middle school. But we talked about everything but the issues I had with my father. Mm-hmm. So I felt like it wasn't effective. We never even discussed the issue. So... I stopped going. I told mm-hmm. my mom I didn't want to go back. I felt like it wasn't helping me in any way, shape, or form. So I stopped going. Now, granted, he might have had like a particular a, way a plan, of wanted, yeah. a plan that he wanted to execute, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't working for me. But since then, I never went back. I never even tried to go to a different therapist or anything. I kind of like dealt with it my own self, and then through like other family members. So I kind of me, I cope with my pain with. By talking to other people who have mm-hmm. similar, dealing with similar, similar situations, yeah. yeah, I really find um, great success in that versus going to an actual therapist. But I did say I, I do want to try to like find one, find a, sure. find a, a therapist. So I was kind of looking at um, ways that they say that will help men mental health. I kind of had Google that and looked at a few things there and. I saw four things that kind of stood out to me a little bit. One said, get out and get active. You know, do more exercise, working out, uh, that kind of thing. Another one said, understand it's okay to seek help. Kind of goes with your point about getting therapy. Another one's like, take control of your finances. One of the things to stress me out more than anything else is looking at that bank account. I know even I got to, you know, y'all know I'm working on getting married or whatever Mm -hmm. right now. I got this woman I'm in love with. And for me personally, She's always talking about stuff, and she'd be like, oh, this look good, that look good, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the first thing I ask is, yeah, that is nice. How much it costs? <laughs> you know, that is a nice apartment. How much it costs? Right. <laughs> Those are nice shoes. How much they cost? You know, mm-hmm. so finances. And then the other one is make mateship a priority. What do y'all think about that? It's saying, basically, you need to pursue a relationship to help with your mental health. Is that, yeah, wow. I, I don't know if that's really... Sound advice, so to speak. Uh, that's that because that could because some of that could lead to making it worse, right? Yeah. Um, so that, <laughs> that's very, very worse. Yeah, that's that gotta pause, pause on that. We gotta put a question mark on that one just because we gotta go back to that one. But I know for sure, as far as from an active standpoint, because mm-hmm. y'all know I know I work out, you know, I do CrossFit. And, you know, sometimes I, I'm random. So, like, I'll be in class sometimes after we finish with our stuff and I just get to research and stuff and not be in a rabbit hole for three hours just researching stuff. So, like, I know I'm big on, let's say, like, working out and eating. And it talks about dopamine releases and oxytocin and serotonin and stuff like that. And it says scientifically, like, you get something like you work out, you get active. That triggers the same feeling as far as that love hormone. So, you know how your chest feel warm when you feel love? Yeah. Those two things trigger the same feeling of you giving somebody a hug or you giving your old lady a hug or a kiss and stuff like that. So literally, that makes you feel better. That's how you go fight against 
anxiety, depression, all that right. kind of stuff. And also, one thing, and we're going to kind of talk about it next week, you know, that grace, but eating food, the food we put into our body, our stomach is literally like the highway internet speed mm-hmm. connection to our brain. What we eat literally will determine our mood and how we think. And we as a community got to do a lot better with how we eat. Mm-hmm. That's just so hard. Like, it I is. love food. It is. I love I I I live, y'all know, I live up north, and yeah. I would drive to the south. <laughs> Take that 35-minute drive, 40-minute drive to get that Rudy's a hard shake in a minute. Yeah. For me, it's the Ventures, man. Uh, that's that's the spot that is over here in off Lancaster Road. Mm-hmm. Man, they have beef tips. They have oxtails. Ooh. They got smothered chicken, chicken fried chicken, chicken oh, fried steak, yams, oh, you know, macaroni and cheese with the bacon grease in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that that is that is kind of tough, especially when it kind of connected when you was like, the food you eat affect your mental health. Mm-hmm. I think I think about now for me personally, and this might be backwards, right? For me, when I eat unhealthy, I feel the happiest I ever feel. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say I don't think it affects <laughs> so, my mental health. So 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 for one, all right. So when you talk about now, there's nothing wrong, but like for instance, like I'm big on having at least. I've been a little interested lately, but I'm big on doing at least one cheat day on Saturday. Because you do need to, it's not that you can't enjoy food, right? Because most of that stuff you're talking about is still, for the most part, cooked, right? But also understand that, okay, if I'm going to eat this, I can't also eat, like, like for instance, I'm a big chip eater and candy eater. That's my biggest struggle. I eat a bag yeah. of chips. What, snacks? I, I eat that all day. So, I know with me, it can be hard for me like to watch myself when it comes to that. But it's like, there's nothing wrong with having your meals from time to time, but everything is in moderation. Right. Right. Like, I'm pretty sure you tell me when you go to that place, you probably don't eat that place every day. No, I see y'all cook. No. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not really the chef. You know, I eat, you know, whatever. No, y'all don't want to see what I'm cooking. <laughs> I eat the same thing every day. But it's like, you know, really just that moderation and understanding, oh, it's okay for me to eat what I want to eat that day, but I can't eat McDonald's Monday, Pizza Hut Tuesday, Tacos Wednesday, beef tips Thursday, you know. So, are you saying that's a if someone is eating like that and having bad eating habits, that play that's gonna play to their anxiety and depression. How? Because like like so literally, so with some of these foods, they have no substance in it or nutritional value in it. So some of the foods I was talking about earlier and actually have like a right with my stuff like for instance, ground turkey has a certain enzyme in it that increases your dopamine release and stuff like that. So a lot of like some foods preservatives and stuff like that mm-hmm. they literally don't bring nothing to it so it kind of brings it down sometimes so and, and it's not that like you said the food i'm talking about like that food is good home cooked food like i'm not saying that it won't have you feeling good because the food your name is just cooked food i'm talking about like mcdonald's mm-hmm. that stuff is like extremely preserved extremely processed that stuff is yeah that stuff is terrible for you well it makes me happy Makes me happy too. Hey y'all, you never know what you get on becoming men. Today we was supposed to be finishing up talking about mental health, and we done got attacked by Terrence. You know <laughs> about the foods that we. So I'm still eating my fried chicken. But check it out. Um, we hope to hear y'all next week uh, for another exciting episode of Becoming Men. Unfiltered. I'm restricted. And I'm restrained. Peace out, y'all. <laughs>